This episode is brought to you by Lust Minerals. Save $20 using the code some would say for orders over 50. Today we experienced a somersault of emotions during our chat with Gymshark athlete Morgan Rose Moroni. We're sure you've seen her incredible gymnast skills on display all over the gram. We honestly could have spoken to Morgan all day, so much so that we've split our chat into two episodes. In part one, we hear Morgan's wild international love story with Steve Cook, including the time she was held hostage for 16 hours by USA's border security, all while no one, including Steve, knew where she was. Keep an ear out for part two to get the inside scoop on what it means to be a Gymshark athlete and how she's grown her community to almost a million followers. Morgan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Also, that was an awesome intro. <laughs> Thank you. So good. We are paying our guests to say it. <laughs> no, no, we're joking. <laughs> for everyone listening, before we start every episode, we prep our guests and we're like, we're just going to play our jingle. So then when they compliment us, we're like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. It was so witty. I love it. Oh, thank so you. Good. Thank you so much. We're very proud. A yeah. question. <laughs> A question that we ask all guests before we get started, just to break the ice a little bit, is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why? And what would we order you to drink? Music wise, I have such a wide range of songs that I like. But to be honest, I'd have to go, I mean, these are kind of opposite ends of the spectrum but I would literally either go something like ABBA like any ABBA song something that's like wild and gets me going or like an old school R&B I can't I can't think of an exact song but I got you guys on the right vibe yeah ABBA going hard everyone's up dancing jumping around or R&B where everyone's kind of like bumping and grinding I love it (laughs) I can relate love that so great and everyone knows the lyrics like it's a good time yeah exactly they're iconic like everyone can jump in it's not something where it's you know only half the people know what's going on and then drink I would get a I love amaretto sours like I love nice. amaretto sours or just any kind of funky cocktail that the waitress is like, this is a good one. Yeah. Yum. Woo. A Friday mm-hmm. moon. But for those who don't know you, Morgan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who Morgan is? Yeah, definitely. So I am an ex-gymnast. I'm 25 years old, live in Brizzy, born in Brizzy. Um, I work with companies online on social media so I do like marketing stuff influencer stuff if you want to call it that (laughs) Um, being an ex-athlete I just did a lot of sports growing up so it kind of continued into my adult life I went to uni absolutely hated it kept going with like the sport route and the exercise route and started doing some coaching online started doing coaching in person workshops all of that jazz and then kind of just found my space within like social media and working with brands and being able to create some cool content. I do YouTube and all of that sort of stuff now, but, um, basically I just grew up in a really, really good home and we valued, you know, 
sport, exercise, being outdoors. And it kind of has, has just set me up for what I do now, which is really cool uh, because it does feel like second nature, which is nice. But yeah, basically that I have a husband who lives in a different country to me. Um, <laughs> he's over in the US. I'm in the process of trying to move over there. Um, it has many struggles, but we're doing fine for now. And we love traveling. Like we both travel a lot. So that's basically it. I've got a dog, Lulu. She's a German shepherd cross lab. She's my best friend for sure. Um, and then my husband's also got a Frenchie who's crazy and very, very naughty. (laughs) When do you think, uh, with the timeline of things, you'll be over there? Honestly, that's like the million dollar question. I thought two years ago I was going to be over there in a month. And (laughs) ever since then, I've just been waiting on it. So I haven't heard any updates yet. It could literally be in a month's time. It could be in a year's time. Like they just don't give us any idea of when that'll happen. So we're just hanging on at the moment. I think to be honest, we might end up getting him to move to Australia instead because it's an easier process for him to stay in Australia on a bridging visa to then become an Australian citizen. Whereas for the US, for me, um, I have to wait until my visa is approved and then I can move there. So Mm. it's just, it's been a shit show. Oh (laughs) God. Well, for everyone listening, this was going to be one of our questions towards the end of the combo, but I feel like it's, we may as well just talk about it now. Can you explain like everything that's happened with you and your husband, Steve, because I followed along. Buckle in, honestly, because it's, it's, it's a wild ride. So I'll go from basically, I'll just go from the start. So Steve and I met through Gymshark, which is one of our sponsors. And we were going to events. We were just friends. Like we were both dating other people at that time. And then we had one trip where I went over and I did like a collaboration with him. We got along really well. Again, just friendly um, nothing, nothing obvious that said that I liked him more than a friend or that he did the same. Um, and then I broke up with my old partner, my ex partner, and he had just become single as well. And we just started talking on like social media. I went over for a month on Esther visas, like this is all fine. I was just coming and going off Esther visas and it was all good. Um, and I went over, we spent some time, we started dating on the DL. Like we didn't really tell anyone because, to be honest, it was a quiet, it was a quite quick turnaround between me dating my ex and me talking and, and dating Steve. Like we're talking like a month. And mm. for me, that's, that was really freaking quick. Like I was like, oh my God, I don't even know if I'm in the right headspace to be in another relationship. But we kept it on the DL because Steve's a massive, like I've, I've got a large following, but Steve's got like cult like following. So everyone knows what he's doing at every hour of the day. And they're all in on his business, all in on the drama with his exes. And, you know, it's just crazy. So I was like, well, we both agreed that we're like, we're just not going to, you know, entertain any of that until we know for certain that this is something that, you know, that is a, I don't know, a long-term thing. It's at the end of the day, we're jumping into a relationship straight into a long distance relationship and, we didn't want to make that super known on social media as well because social media just gets into the nitty-gritty of everything, yeah. I feel. Oh, so fair. Um, yeah, definitely. So we kind of, we I mean, we saw each other and we hung out a lot just from random trips. Like he would come over to Australia. He came over for like Christmas time. By then we'd kind of announced and like showing that we were together, which was all good. Um, and then 2020, so that was in 2019, 2020 came around and I went over to the US at the start of the year. And this is just before COVID hit. So 
I was over there 2nd of February and I stayed there for four months. It ended up being, I only planned to be there for seven weeks. So it was something where I was going over for some work with Gymshark. I had a couple of shoots with them and then I was going and staying with Steve, um, spending some time with his family and things like that, which was great. But then COVID hit and it was like the full on, you know, the first massive wave where people didn't know what to do. And we had our first lockdowns and our first, you know, quarantine sets and things like that. And um, all my flights returning home got cancelled. So I had about five or six flights that got cancelled and I couldn't get home. So I ended up getting a flight that was boarded by the Australian government because at that time flights were like $25,000 to get home. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking a one-way economy flight was 25 grand. What the hell? It was one of those things where it's like, unless you're a millionaire, you're not getting home. (gasps) So I was like, shit, I have a 90-day Esther right? So I I was like, I don't know what to do. I have to extend my stay. So I was calling up the USCIS, which is um, the United States something central service. I don't know, whatever it is. It's their government contact center, basically. And I ended up getting in an extension of my visa. So basically they were like, we've never had these times before. You know, this is unprecedented. We're going to extend your visa until you can get a flight. So they extended my visa another 60 days. Um, sorry, 30 31 days or something. It was like a whole month for that month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually ended up getting that government flight on the 29th day of my visa being extended. So I had two days to get out of the country before they deported me. And I was oh. like, okay, no worries. Like I'm good. If this flight gets canceled, I'm screwed, but fingers crossed, like we'll do it. And it was all good. It was fine. I returned to Australia. I did my hotel quarantine. That was the first of hotel quarantines. It was the first of three that I've done. And um, did that. That was completely fine and went home. Um, And then, so that was July, November that year, I went over, I was going over again to see Steve um, for, I had, I think it was like 70 days that I was going over for like date wise between my departing and arrival flight and then my departing and arrival flight back. And um, I got pulled up at, customs and they were like what are you doing like you were just here at the start of the year and I was like well my partner lives here I'm coming to visit him and then heading back they said well what was the problem last time like why did you have to overstay and I said well I got it checked over it has been extended by the government I said I've got that information for you um but I had to do that because of COVID they said well why don't you think that that's going to happen this time COVID's still around it's still very much here and I was like I understand that but I know that in the case that I need to do anything, I can fly out to any other country, basically. Because the US, like Australia, was at that stage the craziest country in regards to lockdowns and stuff. So if I couldn't at least get home, I know I could get to Mexico or I know I could get to Canada or the UK or somewhere else and continue my work because mm. that's the best thing about what we do is that we can do it from anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I know that I can do that. Anyway, they took me to second questioning. Um, and basically like it was a whole ordeal, but basically I got locked up for 16 hours. I got denied entry. My Esther got taken off me. I got strip searched. I got what? left with like no food. And then they sent me back home to Australia for my 14 day quarantine, even though I just left 24 hours earlier. So <laughs> what? In Get the out. World. I know it was actually like, something something that I look back on and I'm like I don't even like I don't even I can't differentiate real life to something of like my imagination because I genuinely 
am just baffled that that's real life, like that that happens. And I want to state as well, like, I know, I know my privilege. Like I know that I am a white, you know, Caucasian woman coming from Australia. So I know that I probably got the good end of that experience. Like I know that there would be people that would be treated worse just from the people that were in that place. Mm, And I just, I was like, this is baffling to me. Like this is genuinely blowing my mind that this happens every day and no one really knows about it. Every time I tell the story, people are like, what? Oh my God. Like that's not human. Like that's not humane. Like what's, how does that even happen? You know, who looks over it? And no one does like my partner, but that 16 hours, he didn't get notified. He just, he just saw that I didn't rock up on my flight. <gasps> That's terrifying. What the hell? Yeah, so he was calling, he called the cops, he called the airport. He was like, you know, I have a passenger I'm meant to be picking up. She's not here. Like, what's the go? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he, a lot of people were saying, you know, maybe she's caught up in custom. Maybe, maybe she's doing a second interview, blah, blah, blah. Because it happens often that you get a second interview. What doesn't happen often is that you get put in a cell and told that, you know, whatever. So basically what happened was that they assumed I was going in there to stay in the US forever. Like they, they were assuming that I was like going in there to move for good, not return back to Australia and to basically illegally immigrate to the US. Oh my gosh. I know. And what happened was they go through your phones and your emails and everything. They take everything off you. I think something that shocks a lot of people is how much our skin actually absorbs and that it's our biggest organ. One of the best mineral makeup and skincare companies we found is Lust Minerals. It's Australian owned and made and with a foundation sold every minute, it's no surprise they've nailed the combo of long lasting yet lightweight coverage. Let's be honest, we've all tried some form of natural skincare that promises the world but does bugger all. Oh my God, it feels like you're smearing peanut butter all (laughs) over your face. With Lust Minerals, we've found natural skincare with real results. Don't take our word for it. Head to their Instagram to see their incredible before and afters. Save yourself $20 by using the code some would say on all orders over 50. And they go through everything and they see, they go through emails and things like that. Anyway, so they were going to ban me from going to the US altogether. <gasps> um, but then they saw cor- like correspondence between me and an immigration lawyer that I was working with in New York. And they found that he was saying, you know, you don't need to go to the US right now and and move right now. You can do that at a later date. Just go for a trip, see him, come back, and we can go through a visa process, blah, blah, blah. So basically they went back on their word. They were like, look, we can't let you into the US now because we've already taken your est off you. Like that's something you can't get back. But you're not banned. So when you return back home to Australia, you can apply for a visa, any other visa that isn't an ESTA. And I was like... <sighs> like okay thanks cheers and then another officer that I spoke to um this was my I had four separate interviews so this is my second interview the officer I spoke to my second interview where I had to like swear by the bible and things and tell them like nothing but the truth and only the truth like it was full on um moly he was saying he literally said after the recording he finished the recording he's like honestly he was like I'm really sorry for like how this happened. He's like, if you had a different officer today, you might've just been let through. Like, <gasps> Stop. And I was like, oh, are you serious? What? Oh Literally. my God. And I was like, are you serious? Like, are you seriously telling me that I just got, I just got like strip searched and held in a cell for 16 hours because one person decided that they were having a shit day and didn't want to 
like take me for my word that I extended my visa properly with the USCIS and that I did all this stuff. Um, Far out. Yeah. So anyway, um, I anyway, so got to the third interview and the guy at the end, I said, look, I, I'm done having these interviews. Like you need to let me call my partner. He's probably sitting there shitting himself, wondering where the fuck I am. Like mm. I don't know what to do right now. I don't have my phone. I don't have any way of contacting him. I said, I don't care if I contact him, you contact him. Mm. Like I know his number, give him a call. We're in the U S it's not like you charged anything for this call right now. Mm. Um, and he was like, once you've done this interview, you can call him. So anyway, did the interview and I called him on the phone and he was just bawling. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like I should have never asked you to come over here for this trip. Like it's my, like he was, actually it broke my heart like I was obviously the one in a really freaking weird stressful like environment but he just like hearing him cry on the phone I was just like I can't do this like this is so sad oh my god he Um, must have thought the worst sort of happened to you yeah I know and like I'm I don't know about you guys but I'm a true crime like fiend so in my mind I'm like every time I fly into Vegas I'm like I'm gonna get smuggled by someone (laughs) they're gonna put me like (laughs) (laughs) this is the shit that goes through my head like every time that I try because I travel alone so often like really really often and I always think worst case scenario so that I'm ready for it (laughs) I'm a bit of a I can yeah I'm a bit of a worst case scenario gal like have such a big imagination and always just like picturing things which is yeah not healthy at all what's going on around me like when I get out I'm like yeah there's a man to the right and he's looking like that like I'm so aware of everything around me but anyway got to that point and I was just at the end of the day I was like I just can't wait to get home to the freaking hotel quarantine which is a a hell hole in itself but I was just like I want to get home to Australia and just be comfortable and know that things like I know that stuff happens in Australia as well but as it is my residing country I was like I know I'll feel more comfortable being there totally Um, and luckily enough there was a flight going back to Brisbane or at least back to Sydney where I was doing my hotel quarantine in uh, the 16 hours that I was held for so basically they hold you in the cell until your next flight is available and because it was in COVID times there was a lady there who was Spanish um I think she was returning to like Portugal or something and she'd been there for 52 hours. They had kept her in that area because it was 52 hours until the next flight to that place left where they could deport her on that flight. And I was just like, I couldn't even imagine being there because they had like one stretcher with a blanket on it and they gave you two minute noodles every you know, eight hours. Like it was just, it was ridiculous. They gave you like bags of like little, cheetos and things like that for it like, sounds like a movie like it sounds like you went or it sounds, sounds like, like you went to a third world country sounds like or you something. were held literal exactly. hostage yeah Literally. Literally. That's hostage. What it felt like like i had they they strip searched me and i had cash in my pocket and they were like you can keep your cash but you can't keep anything else so i literally like I was, I had shit, like I had a lot of money in cash just sitting in my pocket. Cause I was like, I just went to the exchange service and I got my money from it. Um, so I just went and bought, like they had one vending machine and it had like, you know, chips, like snacks, drinks and things like that. I ended up buying like probably 20 bottles of water from that vending machine because they just, they would give you a cup of water like every, 
every couple of hours. And I'm like, I just bought a shitload of water bottles and just gave them to everyone that was in the in the er- like area with me. Oh, holy moly. It was it was like wild. That. Honestly, it was really wild. weird. I know. Anyway, so we got back home. Um, I got back home and basically I didn't see Steve for a year. So that was, you know, July, sorry, June to November, which we were waiting. It was like, okay, this is all right. Like this is a couple months with long distance. Um, but then I wasn't able to see him for like another six months after that because um, Australia wouldn't let anyone in. He mm. couldn't come to Australia and Australia wouldn't let anyone out either. So it was like a tedious back and forth trying to figure out how we're going to see each other. Um, and then finally, 2021, start of 2021, um, when was it? April, I think. We decided, we're like, you know what? Stuff this. We're going to go to some country that's allowing international arrivals right now. Um, we were va- like, sorry, we weren't vaccinated then because Australia hadn't had the vaccination. Mm. Um, but we got a test done. We got a test done when we landed and we ended up going to Dubai. So we went to Dubai and we're like, we're going to see each other, spend some time in Dubai, do some work stuff. Cause Steve was working on his Gymshark line. He does like a collaboration line with them. So he's like, we'll do some work there and we'll go, you know, we'll see each other and spend time together. And then that one month trip ended up becoming, I had to get an exemption to leave Australia actually. And they made sure that it's a minimum of three months. So if you leave Australia, you have to be gone for three months minimum. Wow. So we went to Dubai saying, okay, we'll go here and then we'll figure out where we can go for the next month or the next month, or we'll just stay in Dubai for three months and then come back home. Um, And it ended up being an eight month trip. Like we went Dubai, this is something, because we would literally just, we'd be in one country and we'd look at the green list of what countries you could travel to with a PCR test, a negative one, obviously. Um, and then something would open and we'd go there. So we went Dubai, Maldives, Greece, UK, Spain, Mexico. Like that was like our trip for the eight months, which is like insane to me. Like it's honestly like a dream. I'm not going to lie. Obviously it was like such an incredible time and yeah. an incredible memory. Um, but it got to, yeah, we, we went traveling and we spent heaps of time together, made heaps of memories, which was nice. And then along the way, we did a lot of work. Like UK was basically just all work with Gymshark that we did. Um, and then in Mexico, we kind of settled in for three months and basically lived there for three months until returning back home to Australia. So that's happened all the while in that time I had applied for my K1 visa, which is a, like a fiance visa have you guys seen 90 day fiance no so it's this tv show in based in the u.s and basically they follow couples along their 90 day visa process so basically what a 90 day visa is is that you are engaged with your partner you move to the u.s with your partner in 90 days you get married and then you go to your green card process so basically it's like the quickest way of becoming an american citizen um, a United States, yeah, of the United States and without actually being married first. So that's what we did. We were in the process of that, but we've now been in that process for two years and nothing's changed. What? <laughs> so, I know. So I'm still waiting on my interview date. Everything else is being accepted, but I'm still waiting on my interview date. The US consulate in Australia in Sydney was closed for a year and a half for, due to renovations. Oh, what? <laughs> Yep. Oh my gosh. It just keeps and getting crazier. Just, literally, like it, it's like a piss take. I genuinely, when I tell the story, I'm like, 
you have no idea like how many road bumps we've hit with no positive outcomes. Like we've literally (laughs) just hit road bump after road bump and just been like, okay, when's, when's this going to be a positive thing? Like when is something going to come out of this that we're like, Oh, awesome. Like this actually worked out for us. Like it's kind of like a massive slap in the face to be like, Morgan, don't move to the US. Like that's what I feel like. Yeah, I can imagine being like, wow. Yeah, totally. Like what's what's the universe trying to tell me? Like exactly. Exactly. So now we're in the process. I'm trying to get an interview in Brazil because Australia is so backed up. They're (laughs) 225 days backed up. So it is what I'm like, isn't that the 21st century? Like, can we not do these things online? <laughs> Come on, people. Chop, chop. You know what? The interview itself, you go into a little cubicle like you would at Centrelink or something, and you go into a little cubicle with someone, they ask you a couple of questions, and then they either approve it or deny it, and that's your whole visa process done. Stop. Like, you could literally do it on Zoom. <laughs> you can have it here face-to-face and be like, ask me any questions, I'll tell you, and you can approve or deny it. This is ridiculous. This is, like, <laughs> honestly, I feel for you guys so much. But also, like, I love your love story as well. I feel like it's so sweet, but then also so heartbreaking at the same yeah, time. no. And you know what? At the end of the day, I have never, and I said this like in my vows when we had, we kind of had, we had a wedding, but it wasn't official because I can't officially get married to him until I'm in the US. Mm. Um, But my family, I wanted to experience a wedding with my family, right? And not all of them are going to move to the US or come over to the US to do so. Um, So I was like, we'll just have like a ceremony and like a, basically like a wedding, like a fake wedding. Mm. Um, not fake. It's not fake. I shouldn't say No, that. I know. I'm a wedding <laughs> celebrant. Wedding. I'm a wedding celebrant. So I know like probably commitment ceremony versus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it was just a little bit different in certain areas, but it was such a nice day. Um, but I said it in the vows, like I have never known what it's like to fight for something that hard. Like obviously all I've ever really stumbled across in my life in regards to hardships is like, losing a loved one or like things that happen naturally to everyone but this is something that was so different that I couldn't even talk to anyone about because no one could understand what I was Mm. trying to you know talk to them about and like I guess I needed come some kind of sympathy or help or some kind of someone to just say you know what like it's okay blah 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 but I just couldn't take it from anyone because no one understood so it was really hard to talk with people about it yeah I've actually, yeah, I've never worked harder at something than our relationship. So I know that literally like, because we've gone through so much shit and it's only, we've only been together for three years, you know, like it's not like we're in a 10 year relationship. It's not a really long length relationship, but we've had probably the same amount of shit that people would have over 10 years in the first three years <laughs> of our relationship. Like our honeymoon phase was non-existent it went straight (laughs) to long distance and like troubling with COVID so I know that we're gonna like I know that we can get through basically anything based off just the hardships that we've gotten through pretty easily in that process like communication between us both is kind of just like I can't do anything but laugh about the whole situation now so it's like I know that I wouldn't be doing that like I feel like I'd probably have some trauma or something if it wasn't with that right person like it just wouldn't be worth it 
For sure. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And that's amazing. <laughs> like slash such traumatic. Yeah. Slash Thanks for listening. Oh wow. No, I actually love that we started with that. Different <laughs> to the way we normally start podcasts. It's yeah, normally about it's like what you do and all that stuff. Yeah. So it was nice. It's a different opening, that's for sure. No, but that's real life, hey? <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review, and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then.